<laughs> All right, on indeed. Welcome to Belonging Songs. Belonging Songs, the podcast that brings you a brand new original song with each episode, then talks about the theme of that song and the processes that went into writing and recording it. I'm your host, Wade Dana, with me in the studio today, my good friends, Patrick Crane. Not for long. Brad Mauer. I'll be here. And Chad Carlton. Hello. So, this is a special edition of Belonging Songs. This is going to be a little different. This is something we are going to be doing this season and hopefully beyond in between our full new songs that we write. Chad and I are going to be re-recording some of our original band songs from the first band I was in, really. And these are instrumental songs, so there's no theme really to talk about. Lyrics sheet there. There's no mm-hmm. lyrics. So these are going to be quicker episodes, typically. And why do we want to do this? Well, first of all, so we can bring you more stuff, more stuff to the listener, more songs. And these songs are 20 plus years old in some cases, and they've never been recorded. And they're in danger of being lost to time, you know, if I lose a hard drive or something. Library of Congress, we're talking to you. Mm. So the one we're going to listen to today and start recording on is probably the first full song I ever wrote on guitar. Chad and I were in a band in high school where we would play parts of songs for like 10 minutes and call those songs, but those weren't really songs. And a lot of those parts did end up making them into other songs when we like became a legitimate band and that happened when basically Chad and I just started kind of getting together in my mom's basement and creating real songs because before then we were in high school like I said we'd get together on we'd show up show up wherever we could and set up and and play. play but it was like they weren't really songs I mean it took like five parties to even maybe put together one song <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, and we were in this instrumental band called I'm In Ya for 10 plus 15 years and wrote a bunch of songs, and none of them have ever been properly recorded. So I'm really excited to get some of these down, and you know we'll be bringing people in. Brad, I'm sure you'll get in on some at some Mm -hmm. point if you want. And Patrick's never heard any of these. The titles are always interesting because there's no words. They were just, it's just made up stuff to remember what it is. This one was called Bitch Factor 4. And uh, what it means nothing. <laughs> like it's just something to remember what that one is. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, Otherwise, we'd spend a half an hour saying the one that, that goes one song. You know, look like it is. And I, I uh, probably know a lot of these, what they are, mm-hmm. but I know zero titles. I think so. Yeah, that yeah. that helps. Um, <laughs> so I had been going back through the the hard drives trying to find out how many there's like close to 30 of these so obviously we're not going to do those all this season i'm hoping to get five of these in this season and that's a lofty goal we'll see how that goes but just to supplement what we're doing and give the listener more songs and for us to be able to get them down i think it's gonna be really fun um so i think we should listen to this one this (laughs) was either recorded in my mom's basement when we were probably 18 yeah 17 18 or maybe at one point we went to some guy's basement studio and record. I don't know if that's this version. I can't even tell because none of them sound very good. How many but times did your mom bring down Sunny D my mom in the did middle not, of the session? My mom was not thrilled that we were playing. She thinks we, we were, were worshiping done, the devil down we there. We were done by the time she got home from work. Which is funny because it's always just been an <laughs> instrumental band. There's like we would just like really enjoyed playing. So you can hear the devil in the kick drum. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see if we can still pull these off. We're very young and energetic. I'm not so much. <laughs> but you can tell, like, in this recording we're going to listen to, we're not in time very well in... You know, those are things we are going to fix as we record these. But let's give this a listen and just get some reactions. Yeah, these songs were cool before you guys sold out. Mm. Mm. Cut your hair. ABSers, this is Wade from the future. Before we listen to this demo, I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to cut it short because the quality is very poor on these. The songs are not going through the whole revision process that we usually go through. So you're still going to hear it, but you're just going to hear it in a much, much better quality once we redo it and present it for real. So I'm going to play a little bit of this just to get you a taste of what the song is. And then you will likely say to yourself, thank you, Wade, for not making me listen to that entire thing. So back to the episode. That was definitely recorded in your mom's basement. <laughs> With a tape machine. And, a... and the four-track tape machine. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, Patrick. I think the great thing about art is it can be anything. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably the first song I ever wrote on guitar. <laughs> it's like saying, actually, actually, bless your heart. Yeah, it is. Well, <laughs> that was next. There's actually some good stuff in there. And these songs, I promise, do get better. We're starting at the very beginning mm-hmm. here. It reminds me a lot, and I, I'll say this without any sense of irony, it reminds me of early Misfit stuff. Like, <laughs> cool. like yeah. it just has that vibe to it, and part of that's just the four track. I think a couple of the riffs in there you can really parse out to be a song. Like, there's enough parts to develop this, mm-hmm. definitely. And we're not going to be doing a ton of that yeah. on these. Like, the end goes on too long, we're going to cut that down, you know, stuff like that. But I kind of want these to be documented. Yeah, and- yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to critique stuff in high school. I would never play you any of my high school shit. It's probably <laughs> somewhere. But, uh, you know, as an instrumental band, you want to have some changes and some interest. You've got the start of some of that. Yeah. I, I definitely got the theme of Bitch Factor number four from this. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I don't know how your mom thought you were worshiping the devil yeah, down there with all those screams <laughs> and the goat killing. <laughs> and it's funny because when I was going through the old files to find this, I was like, "Was that just something we just did that one time?" <laughs> and I found um, on this particular song that was just apparently a thing we did was scream during that yeah. part, I, which I didn't remember at all. Which I, rem- I remember doing it live too. Yeah. yeah. The way you set it up, I expect a lot more of a mess with keeping time. I actually thought it wasn't bad. It was just, we were just playing so fast. Yeah. Like I couldn't keep up with Chad, yeah. which is what the case was. Mm-hmm. And to let everybody know, like Chad knew how to play his instrument far better and far sooner than I ever learned how to play guitar. I don't know why he stuck with <laughs> playing with me. Because Small when, town. Before this, like, <laughs> yeah. before this, it was just noise. I didn't know how to did, play Did you all. have a shirt on when you were recording this? Eh, maybe probably. <laughs> there is still... We um, stayed clothed. So <laughs> I was at my mom's uh, Thanksgiving, and if you go down in the basement, there is still on the wall down there a newspaper clipping of a burrito that we hung on the wall that says something like a burrito so big you can ride them. And it was like a, an advertisement for a place and it's still on the wall down How's there. That? And there's still lights wrapped around like the, uh, the pole down there that we, you know, cause we used to just play down there. Uh, yeah. That's, that's going to be in Greenfield village someday. <laughs> so we're going to record this proper. It's going to sound way better and cleaned up and then it's going to be documented and then we're going to move forward. But I'm excited just because it's fun. Make sure you recapture the ear piercing screams in my right ear. Yeah, I don't know. Should we do the screams? What do you guys think? I think it's part of the yeah, song. Yeah, it's okay. part of the song. It's... If it's not scream something. Yeah. They won't be like as eh, dramatic. We'll yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so cool. Chad, what are your thoughts on revisiting these? I'm glad we are personally because there is a lot of good stuff, you know, as far as time changes, as far as some of the speed. Yeah, not I, necessarily in this particular song, no, maybe. No, but no, no. This, like for the said, collection. this is very, very early, and yeah. I was hesitant to do some of these, but, you know, to, to stay true and do what we want to do chronologically, yeah, we'll start with a crap, but <laughs> it does get better. And I think we can make it better mm-hmm. simply by taking these parts, putting them in a good order, getting good, strong drum sounds, yeah. clean guitars, you know, and multi-track. If like... anything, the audience will get a good synopsis of yeah, what yeah. these songs were and they'll be clean and documented. So no, I'm excited about I, it too. I say this a lot, but it's important too that it doesn't become overproduced. I mean, it needs to sound garage still. Yeah, we're not going to go nuts with yeah. them. No. I might thicken up guitars here and there, but we're going to try to stay pretty true to what it was. So I really hope that's the roughest first listen, though. That from here, <laughs> that they get a little better. I mean, they we could always redo it. They were all pretend. recorded just to like a cassette deck. Mm-hmm. Aren't we jumping like five years on the yeah, next one? They never or something? got better. <laughs> we only ever recorded the, onto a cassette deck. The really. volume 10 ones, didn't you guys go to a studio yeah, though, those, for those? Yeah, yeah you went to Ohio. Trust right? me, they don't sound good. No, that, but I, I, that's I, at the end. Though. Yeah, but I remember them being like, you know, they didn't yeah, sound cleaner bad. than the rest, right? They didn't sound bad. Yeah. Anyway. We're going to jump to the future. When we come back, this will basically be done. We'll just, we'll touch on it. Like these episodes where we do this are going to be quicker. We're going to listen to the demos and then we're going to record them and we'll listen to the finished product and we'll move on. So we're going to jump to the future. Boom. Set course. To the future! All right, welcome back, BSers. We're here to finish out this episode of our first instrumental redo of an iMinya song, this one called Bitch Factor 4. And the funny part about 
redoing this song is I just assumed that this was going to be super easy. No big deal. <laughs> it, it's not that it wasn't hard, but we actually put quite a bit of time into getting to a point where we liked the recording specifically for the drums. So after our first listen through of this song, Chad came over one night and we set up the drums and all the microphones and spent a night, I think it was a Friday night, doing some drum recordings on this song and two other of these Imenia redos. And I think by the end of that night, we had decided, even though we had run through the song a couple times, I think we decided then we'll kind of treat this as our initial test run because we have not practiced these songs a lot and kind of came to that conclusion by the end of the night. We had okay sounds and we kind of left that night like, okay, if we got anything, we'll keep it, but maybe let's plan on trying this again. And the next day I was listening to the recordings and the drums just weren't sounding great. It's been a real challenge to get really good drum sounds. Drums out of Chad, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but it's going to be an evolving process as we do more and more of this. So I did a little more research on recording drums in less than ideal rooms, which this one that we're in is for recording drums. The ceilings are very low. It's a small room, so not ideal for recording drums. So I found a different drum miking technique specifically for smaller rooms called the recorder man technique. When we initially recorded these, I had two overhead drum mics just in a spaced pair. So they were just above the drum kit, one on the right, one on the left, about three feet apart, equal distance up. And it just didn't sound great in here, probably from all the reflections from the ceiling and the the walls. So did that research. I hung up some blankets in here behind the drum kit uh, in preparation for our next session and tried this different microphone setup, which is one microphone pointed directly down at the snare and another one behind the drummer's shoulder pointing down at the snare and kick. The ideal distance would be to have them the same distance from the snare and the kick for that microphone. So I took a, like a rope, a little, a little string, and kind of measured with that, got it set up, and we went through a day recording that way. And then didn't end up using those either, I think. We had to tweak it. Uh, Some of the mic placements were too close to me. I ended up whacking them a few times. And the one overhead directly behind my shoulder was too close. We had to tweak that because when Chad would go over to hit those toms, he would end up hitting that. So there was some unusable Mm. takes in there. So that was day two (laughs) trying to get these. He came back a couple days later. We tweaked it further and ended up getting the takes that we can use. But... It was quite a process to work through, and like I said, it's going to be an evolving thing just to try and get the good drum sounds out of this room. Also, I had gotten the idea before our last session to make templates for the songs to a click track, which was a disaster and wasted a ton of time. (laughs) (laughs) like Only because of the way we play the songs. These songs are so tempo. Yeah, they're not straight. Fluctuate. You know, it's a a lot of feeling. There's a lot of feeling. A lot of blend. And I made the mistake of trying to create the click just by me playing the song. Mm -hmm. And really, it needs to be the two of us sitting down together. So we tried for a night playing and tweaking the click track. We spent a few hours trying Mm -hmm. to do that, and it just didn't work. Finally, we just were like, okay, let's just scrap it. We're just going to play live. Our friend Matt was here to record bass to this song, too. So by the end of the night, we got 
Chad's take for this song. And then Matt stayed a little later and we got his bass part. And then in the following week, I went back and recorded my guitar parts. But it was quite the ordeal. I thought we were just going to be like, oh, this is an easy one. We'll just jump in and get it done real quick. Tend no to problem. do that. <laughs> but what we ended up with, it was a very good, hot, tight drum sound. Real they hot. sound very individualized. I think you got good control over them. Mm-hmm. You know, the individual toms and things like that. They sound lively, but they're not sweating and reverb, anything like that. We ended up with a really, I think, decent starting drum sound that we'll use going mm-hmm. forward. Yeah, and I'm still tweaking. Like I, mm-hmm. oh, I gotta, constantly. Since then, have even ordered a new drum head, new drum tuner. So I realized that I had the top and the bottom heads tuned to the same resonance, which gives you the most resonance. And in a little room like that, that is not ideal. You need a damper. Well, if you tune the bottom heads, I've learned higher to a higher frequency than the top, you'll get less resonance out of the drums. So that's a technique we're going to try next time, because the less sound bouncing around in this little room the better they're going to sound more controlled you know and if i want to add you can add depth or something if you have later i can but um there were like just rogue frequencies when i went Mm -hmm. back and listened to the recordings and the overheads there was like like humming through the whole thing that i had to filter out from the bottom yeah just from things resonating yeah. yeah so yeah after we got it all recorded i edited little things here and there i played my part and then also added some extra guitar tracks. I didn't add anything. No parts. No parts, but I thickened up. Yeah. You recorded it. So, so yeah. it sounds like more like a real song. So, yeah, this is the first full recorded version of one of these songs. And I'm pretty excited for you guys to hear it. We did play it the other night when we were jamming over at Chad's house just so I could play it for Matt. So they've heard it, but we were kind of all talking and stuff. So this would be cool. That's an awesome story because we never really had to get into the drums too much right right and so i think like well when to, to, we recorded them before we did a really horrible job yeah and then we were using the the addictive the, drums yeah and when, every time we've recorded drums it was always how you think drums should be recorded but they never really sounded all that yeah. good and so now i think it's cool that you guys are getting it dialed in and, and I that'll still... speed the whole thing up like you said chad like once you get the process you're just gonna know what to do every time and yeah it'll be better and better so Chad, when you're behind the kit drumming live, do you pick up on the different resonance in the room? I'm not a drummer, so when like I'm messing around, it's just a cacophony, and I can't really hear the dynamics, but are you able to pick that up pretty easily? If we're playing live and I'm not wearing headphones, mm-hmm. yes. Also, it depends how loud we're playing. If I'm wearing earplugs, earplugs will block a lot of that resonance stuff, but I definitely try to pay attention especially in live settings, kind of what the room sounds like. Um, Do you notice that changes your playing? uh, It can. can. Yes. Yes. So the thing I mentioned about the resonance and trying to dampen it for recording, it's the opposite for when like we're jamming and playing live. You would want more resonance. resonance. So you hear the drums more and they're really cut. So like when we play over at Chad's house, you want to feel the kick. You want to feel everything. More resonance. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I have hardwood floors, so right, it does. Yeah. It's, it's a different room. Yeah. The sound bounces a lot more at my place. Yeah. And if we had a really nice recording studio with a big lofted Instead ceiling, of this piece of shit, yeah, we would I want agree. the resonance because we would want to capture that because <laughs> it would sound good. But yeah. this is the, the probably the least ideal type of room you can have for recording that we're trying to probably work with, do a little excavating. Right, go down, go down, down. Yeah. the floor. Well, I didn't have idea, to build right? this floor up. Yeah, like you nine built it up. You fucked the whole room up when you <laughs> yeah. did that. Elevator. If we, I think if we did a little demo, mm-hmm. we could make this thing sweet. Elevator. <laughs> <laughs> so let's give this 
a listen, and then we'll talk about it a little more, and then we'll get out of here. I did sneak one scream in, but decided to like go <laughs> tone it down, tone it down a little bit. But I thought it was important to get that one in there. Well, it was part of the song. It, <laughs> it used to be. We'll get Chad's thoughts on the mix there. I like the mix. It kept the dirty gritty that these songs were because we wrote these a long time ago, mm-hmm. and they were dirty gritty songs when we wrote them. Basic, not a lot to them. I feel they almost have like a Black Sabbath sound to them. Yeah. Some yeah, of this old yeah, I mean, stuff does yep. to it. It does, but. We still make it our own. I like the mix. Uh, I still look back and wish I could have performed a little better, but that's fine. That's <laughs> You'll, do that. You'll do that forever. That's me. We could do it again.
I sure. could totally fucking play some Tony Hawk Pro Skater to this thing. <laughs> that's, that's funny you said that. I was thinking, if I was a wrestler, this would be my walker. Right? Music. Like, I could just be yeah. just riding a rail. Riding the rail. Riding the rail. Patrick, you got some notes there? What do you got? Yeah. I had a hard time not focusing on the drums after our conversation. Uh-huh. The one thing I really noticed dynamically, and we already beat this up a little bit, but the real depth of the tom and the snare feel like they're at different heights to me like i can really piece that out in my head so i'm really impressed with a mic placement b engineering but it gives the song travel which is really nice it gives you something to kind of focus on like i said i was latched onto the drums probably because of our conversation but it was really notable Mm -hmm. as well they sound really crisp they hit they're I, I just thought they sounded great. The other thing I noticed in this mix that I don't think I noticed the last time were these couple of details, like the hum of the amp during pauses, which I really like. It mm-hmm. makes it feel very much recorded off the floor, despite the polish that's put on the song. So I guess that goes back to what Chad's saying, is it still feels gritty. Mm-hmm. It still feels like you're almost watching a live performance. Yeah, so... Listening to a live performance, I maybe. filtered out the 60 hertz electrical amp hum, mm-hmm. which is just something that shouldn't be there but i thought that that single coil distortion yeah it's part of it should just be in there yeah i I, love it because i could cut that out yeah yeah, but and the the song ends with it too it's it's like you just turn down the volume on your guitar yeah it's almost like taking breaths out of lead vocals you gotta leave them there because that's a human being you have to record that chocolate rain yeah And I am recording all of these with my Fender lead too, because that was the only guitar I had back then. Yeah. That's what I wrote all these. I think it like sounds. It. I think it sounds great, and uh, the guitar sounds. Yeah, I think I, are pretty amazing. Like especially, it, it, did. it sounded good too. The, you did some sweet panning. I noticed your other kind of harmony guitars. You yeah. might have put to some parts to thicken things up and change it. Yep. But I think the guitar sound was recorded very well. You want to get technical on guitars real I, quick? I might, but first, okay. I got to figure out, because it's in my brain Oh, yeah, now. I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah. I know where you're going. It is. Audience perspective. <laughs> it is. Right? It is. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And, and I, I, I'm not mad at it. Well, uh, I'm not as mad as I thought I would be at it, but explain your decision to mix that. it that I, way. I love that you're paying attention to that, because I was too. Yeah. When Chad and I originally started recording this, we recorded it with my board here uh-huh. behind me, and I had it panned drummer perspective. Like, I usually mix all of our songs. And then we were recording test takes and listening back. And the overheads were really just not meshing how I wanted them to. Just like, well, I'm going to try pan them differently. And it's when I did, it was like right into place. Like, it just sounded better for this recording or the setup that we Mm -hmm. had. Like, they just filled out better and sounded more natural. Could that have to do with phasing? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yep different phase in the room and the sounds bouncing around and uh chad was here and i was like listen to this what do you think and he, chad was like yeah it sounds better for me it made the drums more exciting because it's not how i always hear them mm-hmm. and so like to have low toms in my left ear i was like oh that's yeah that's, that's interesting it's where like you're i thought watching i would be chad play it. exactly i thought i would be more annoyed by it because mm-hmm. i just think there's a way to do it and when you play the drums your low toms should be on the right but i was like that's pretty cool but a lot of drummers, chatted. when they do record, will put a floor tom on the left hand of their snare, and they do really? record. They do mic it that way. That. Too. Really? Yeah. So that when you're doing big fills, you can oh, hit like one on each side. On each side. Right. Yes. That's what a bunch of fools. <laughs> no, but I think I I kind of like it. Cool. It's interesting because yeah. it, it it did kind of perk the drums up for me a little bit because I it was just it. it brought yeah it brought some thickness 
the left side doesn't always right get it. We recorded three songs in this batch, mm-hmm. and then the next time, obviously, the drums right now we're recording in the same room, recording this podcast, yeah, and push them over in the, <laughs> yeah. into the corner. So when we set up again, I'd like to do these in batches. So these first three songs will kind of sound sound the same, like a like a cohesive kind of unit. Yeah. And then I know when I'm mixing, I have them the same. Let's go back to the guitars. Patrick, remember when you were over and we were working on your song? Mm-hmm. We were also recording through the board here, and I mic'd up my music man over there yep. with a uh, SM57 and then a Cascade Fathead ribbon mic. And we pulled up the faders on the board to go tweak the sound, and both of us were like, oh, it's done. Yeah, that sounds it. great. So I found a really nice combination of microphones to record that amp through, and those are the same ones I used on this. It so sounds great. Two microphones at the same time, one on each speaker. And then normally when I do that, I will not pan them differently because they're the same signal. I'll usually keep them in the same spot for for this song. I did. I panned one to the left. I panned one to the right. Mm. And the 57 is much brighter and more Mm mid-rangey. And the ribbon mics are a a really darker sound. So I panned them opposite of what the overheads are doing. The snare side overhead has the Mm hi-hat. So it's much more mid-rangey and high-rangey. So I put the SM57 microphone of the guitar on the opposite side. And then put the darker guitar balance mic, it, to, ba- it, to balance it, yeah. it out. The whole main guitar part is recorded through the Music Man and my lead two Fender guitar th- with that setup. And then the extra fill-out guitars was my SG through the little Marshall Lead 12 here. Mm. It's got a really cool stock distortion. distortion. Yeah. For the main one, I used my Overdrive Old Yeller pedal, Ad-Rock pedal, oh, yeah. in conjunction cool. with my uh, Satori Sonics Brownie and Cream. Which is a fuzz pedal, but if you dial it in right, it's more of an overdrive. Yeah. Brad loves the brownies and cream. I do love the brownies and cream. Yeah. And I really like the sound of it when you dial it in like an overdrive rather than a fuzz. Mm-hmm. So that was the main guitar. And then, like I said, those those filler guitars were the, the humbuckers. And those are the ones that come out and they're really wide panned yeah. to fill out some of those parts. I just, I like the way those were mixed. I mean, how many did you have then? Four? Just one main guitar track. Yeah. Which was the two mics. Yep. And then I did... Two more. So one, so one for a left and one for a right on the Yeah, Marshall. so I, I think the way that the guitar was recorded was really cool because you could play with that probably for hours, just blending those mm-hmm. sounds together. Yeah. You know, if you were to do two takes of the same two mics yeah. and then blend the sounds differently, that would be So what cool I say normally when I record the same amp with two mics, I'll keep those two signals Tight. together. And yeah. if I want them over the left, I'll pan both of them over to the yeah. left. Or sometimes I'll even combine them this on This is recording. a way cooler way to think about it. There's no rules. But it balanced, it balanced the mix real well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's sweet. I think it came out awesome. Cool. I think maybe the kick is a little oh, boomy. Did you guys no, think that? Good. I didn't think so. No. no? Okay. I would have I let you know, and then you would have said, we're going to leave it that I, way. Well, because I, there's I, only three parts. It's yeah, guitar, bass, and drums. Carry. Yeah, yeah it's, well, it's, I, I was going to say, like, I usually like that better because I like to feel the drums mm-hmm. anyway. I don't know if that's a flaw or a, an attribute, but it's I like that. It's so, a virtue. Yeah, virtue. Yeah. virtue. One thing that does make me feel good is I've mentioned in previous episodes this season is I have a subscription to puremix.com. Not a sponsor. Thank you. And I'm getting mix feedback. In the last one, I, I put this one on there and, you know, they gave me some tips, but I'm working on one of your songs right now, Pierce the Night, even though we've already recorded and finished mm-hmm. the episode, but uh, I didn't do that, get that feedback before we recorded that. So I'll probably jump back into that episode like I have been doing. Yeah. But going forward, I won't. We'll be talking about that in the episode together. Got but it. 
I had said when I posted that song, Pierce the Night, I said, like, I'm having troubles with this mix. I always think when I listen to our stuff I work on that it sounds like garbage. Yeah. And they were like, this, no, it's the mix is fine. Yeah, it's yeah, the song that's an issue. No, 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 no. They're like, I don't know what the issue is. It sounds yeah. good. So that makes me feel good about our, our drum recordings mm-hmm. that we're getting, even though I tend to listen to things and be like, oh, it's garbage. Mm-hmm. I think the contributing factor might be what I was talking about earlier, which is there's this sense of depth. Like when you do those super cool snare fills, and they are super cool, by the way, <laughs> I noticed that at that time, the snare comes forward. When there's a tom fill, mm-hmm. the toms come forward. So I think there's something with that mic dynamic to where maybe your brain picks up that it's hot, but I think it's a virtue of the song. I've been playing around with drum gates, mm-hmm. too. Mm. That's it. Or uh, yeah, So that, those toms... You got a, you got a gate <laughs> issue yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> and what that is, is it'll cut the signal when the drum's not being hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what a gate does. So, so when you it hit open the up. drum, the gate yeah. opens and allows that signal to come through. I think that's that's a, a Which is also that. really important in, like I keep saying, this room mm-hmm. is not conducive to recording drums in, mm-hmm. so... It helps keep those cobwebs out of yep. the... So yeah. all I mean, that even talking signal, now, I get resonance off yep. the set, so... But then you're talking about adjusting attack and release on yep, the gate. on the gate. Yeah. Um, and the a lot of times with the toms, because it's so easy, you don't play them throughout the whole song, and there's yeah. only specific... I'll cut the Three whole... quarters of the track. Yeah, I'll just yeah. cut it out where mm-hmm. it's not playing, so yeah. there's no interference. Yeah. And that's not to say that you should always do that, because... It might sound cool to have the bleed in there, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but in the, it doesn't for what, Not what we've done so well, far. And, and two, like this song, it could have been really easy to lose the drums in all of your cymbal work, because there's a lot of cymbal work yeah. in this song. A lot of times that can just trash the whole thing. It's really good how it we've was. We've been trying to smash them. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've we talked about that. Was it this song that we were talking about that a little bit with the cymbals being... I don't know. A little out of bounds. I can't remember if that was this. No, I don't think Our listeners will let us know. Yeah. It might have been in that demo because yeah. that was... Yeah, but I I, I guess I'm trying scene. to compliment that that, thank, is, no, that works. Yeah. I think Chad plays a lot of cymbals. He does. In all songs. And I think it's a result of us being in an instrumental band for all those years because you just have free reign like, mm-hmm. to fill everything in. And it doesn't get in the way of anything else. Right. It's funny that we're talking about this because we're going to record on a song I'm working on right now today... You want to table this uh, symbol, symbol discussion? Oh, we'll, we'll get into <laughs> we'll it. We'll circle, circle back. back. We had recorded drums for the song before I had the vocals and everything in it, and they're not working. Like we're gonna Because it's starting to clash. Because it's clashing. Yeah. That's not because Chad was playing the wrong thing to the song. Mm. He was playing the right thing. He just didn't know it yet. No but there wasn't any vocals. Yeah, you, just didn't know, you didn't and know you guys it will yeah. notice when yeah. we bring forward a song that already has vocals and stuff... You, Peel it back. Yeah. My, you know where the, my verses are normally. You could you could listen to the drums on their own and yeah. tell where the verses. But I think it's accents. I think that we got our styles of playing, both of us. Yeah. Because we never had to worry about not playing over vocals. The fucking That's lead singer think, coming like, in. My guitar work can get all weird and crazy. Yeah. And Chad does a lot of it. Cool ha- it has stuff to because we were filling yeah. in all that information, and we did that for years and years and right. years. So I think that really shaped us as musicians, and it's fun to now think about songs in a different way as, yeah as we and well and keep other keep portions of that that work yeah and pull out where you need to pull out and the the combination of that you can't you can't <laughs> and if a song's gonna have drums we shouldn't record them until you guys get your yeah lyrics. I, the, the, the song yeah the, <laughs> i think this is a really long way of saying chad has to come in and put up with your shit he does yeah <laughs> well, he usually looks that. just like that we'll talk about until he gets it all episode, figured out but, but uh, I, I, anyway i like it to sum it up i think we're good on this beautiful yeah. job man 
Awesome cool. Song. So we are um, actually yesterday I finished or didn't finish, but I put my basic guitars to the other two songs we recorded and I've sent them to our friend Matt, who's going to put bass on them. So throughout the season, we'll be doing more of these. Let's like not forget really cool bass line, actually. Yeah, we should talk by about Matt. That. Yeah. So yeah. I was actually paying attention to it this time because mm-hmm. a lot of times live I have a hard time hearing Matt. Yeah, there's you, a lot you pick going up, on. You pick up room. edges of it, and you can feel it more than anything. Yeah, you you won't notice until it's gone. Yeah, you're exactly. Like, oh, wait, you're what, like, what, what happened? Where when he comes in, you're like, oh, boom, that's what we were missing. <laughs> yeah, you know. But like the actual bass line in this song is it's really cool. It's and really what great. did you use to simulate what was he plugged into? Oh, his sound. Yeah, <laughs> he calls his pedal board a sound. So <laughs> you, you, sound. you used something else though, didn't? So when we recorded well. this, that's good. That's good that you brought that up. So we recorded this song live together in the room, but we were just wanted to capture Chad's drums. So we were recording all with headphones on. We were all plugged into the recording console, and I was using amp simulators on me and Matt. So in the Sounds room, like the most boring video game ever. Yeah. yeah. So in the room, you're only hearing Chad. And that's all the microphones are picking up, but we're all jamming together in the headphones. Sorry, so, Shanna. So yeah, poor Shanna had to listen to drums for you know like five hours upstairs. But damn it, he missed it again. Um, <laughs> but I re- I recorded uh, two different signals for Matt, so a direct out of his pedal board and then a direct out his of sound. just yeah. his bass. Direct sound. Direct yep. sound. <laughs> and uh, and then I reamped it later. We did a couple tracks to piece it together. And then I reamped it through my Ampeg Gemini 2 over there mm. using a Sennheiser MD421 mic. Makes sense. Yeah, And that's how I actually recorded my guitars, too, because it was at night and Shanna was home. And so I'll record them just in the computer through then, an amp simulator. And then, and then amp them. And then reamp them, you know, while she's at work or that's something. Sweet. So, not, so yeah. I don't bother. No, but I, I wanted to mention that because I did notice, like, I was following along with the bass line and how it hits with the drums yes. and mm-hmm. all that shit. Like, it's pretty cool. I like I like the bass line. Cool. Got a lot more content out of this first time in you than I thought. Yeah, that's what happens usually when you think it's going to be like, oh, we'll talk about it for five minutes. We were actually grandiose plans. Yeah, there's a lot to discuss. We were actually talking about this last night. We were jamming over at Chad's house, the three of us and Matt. And I was like, well, what what should I do for these episodes? Because I felt like I don't know if we're going to run out of stuff to talk about. Like the next one, we're like, okay, it's another cassette recording in the basement and then we're redoing it but uh maybe maybe stuff will pop up i think it'll pop up maybe we didn't use it all up here so we'll take the extra effort to use some of these different practices and try new things Mm -hmm. and techniques for you you know as we go so that'll give us content yeah exactly but for the first one i think it's pretty cool to finally get one of these songs legitimately recorded and documented and we're gonna work on doing the rest so it off to the Library Boom of done. Congress. Yeah, fuck. File it away. I mean, it's no bitch factor three. No, no. But it's pretty good. No. <laughs> I mean, four really paved the way for it, five. It sure did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope you BSers enjoy these. And if you do, as Patrick is reminding me to tell you right now, if you like this podcast, please tell your friends about us and share these episodes, share your favorite episodes on your social media or with your friends. Like, we really appreciate this. Newsflash. Not a lot of you, so we could use more if we could use your help. If you want to join our street team, there, there <laughs> well, goes. If we'll you send do, stickers. We, we absolutely Taggers. will. And if you do want to do that, you can reach out to us at bs.belongingsongs.com or you go to our website and fill out the forms page. There is merch and our upcoming schedule on our website. We are on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to listen to all these songs, go to our website also. 
songs pages for each season there. These I'm in you ones, I'm not going to put on Spotify until we get a whole collection. I'm probably going to split this into into collections like the first original groups of songs that you and I kind of did together. And then this project does evolve to include more people and the songs get way more weird and intricate intricate yes um so this will probably be split into collections as we go that's a good idea but all of our other songs of course are on spotify in our belonging song spotify playlist that patrick puts together so all the songs from seasons one through three are up there check it out share that with your friends also on spotify you can now rate podcasts so if you listen to this on spotify please just scroll down and give us a five-star rating it would really help for their algorithm to get us out to other people. I mean, we're pulling all of our music off Spotify because of Joe Rogan, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> so just listen to it on our website. How, how many people do you think listen to Neil Young <laughs> on Spotify? Uh, I think probably a lot. I, I do. Well, no, I, mean, I, do. I mean, I used to. I do. <laughs> right. I have till, a channel. Till fucking Ivermectin came along <laughs> and fucking blew it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a good place to get out of here. So thanks so much for listening. Next week, we'll be back with a full episode featuring one of Brad's songs. Yeah. So we'll hope to see you then. <laughs> good so one. We got to sound excited. <laughs> <laughs>